You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferber, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Hey there, friends, and welcome back to the SPED Prep Academy podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about training your paraprofessionals. But first, I have to share. I got my first review for the show, and I couldn't be happier to give a shout out to Becker515, who says, I'm just going to go ahead and write a review because I know this will be an amazing podcast. Jennifer has a wealth of knowledge, years of experience, innovative ideas, and compassion for students. Thank you, Becker515. I have a feeling I know who you are, and I appreciate your kind words of support for me and the show. I truly had the biggest grin on my face when I read it. If you would like to leave a review of the show and be featured on the podcast, it would mean the world to me. So in the last episode, we talked about how to interview and hire the best candidate for your open paraprofessional position. So if you haven't listened to episode three, Go back after today's show and listen to that. So today we're going to continue with the paraprofessional theme and talk about training your new paraprofessional. As I was doing some research for this show, I came across a statistic that really stood out to me and, well, kind of shocked me a little. Did you know that only 22% of the states in the United States have professional development programs to assist paraprofessionals in their efforts to attain a highly qualified status? 22%. Now, I did the math, so you wouldn't have to, and that's 11 states out of 50. I don't know what states are included, but I'm pretty sure it's not mine, because I've never heard anything about paraprofessionals being able to become highly qualified. But I'll be honest, I think it's a great idea. Having been in this profession for over two decades, I have had some pretty amazing paraprofessionals, and I've had some that just didn't make the cut. It's a difficult job, and they are an integral part of our programs. So being able to train them to the point where they can be considered highly qualified would show them and the rest of the school that paras are important too. But having a program to produce highly qualified paras is not the point I'm trying to make here. It doesn't matter if your state has a program or not. I know that every state provides training to their paras just because it doesn't show that they're highly qualified doesn't mean that it's not happening. It doesn't matter if your state has a program like that or not. The point is, training your paraprofessionals has to be done. Training the paras who work in our rooms benefits everyone. Good training helps the para become more confident in their role and in turn more happy and more productive in their job. It benefits the district because there is less turnover. It benefits the school because it's easier to build a sense of family with individuals who have worked there a while. It benefits you because you don't have to invest so much time and energy training a new para year after year after year. And most importantly, it benefits the children because they are able to make those strong connections and build relationships with adults who spend a large amount of time with them. A strong para training program is a win-win for everyone. So now you might be wondering, what exactly do I train my paras with? I thought about this question for many, many years. I researched and looked on TPT, and I could never find exactly what I was looking for. I wanted something systematic that clearly communicated all aspects of their job and what was expected of them. 
I wanted to be able to evaluate them whenever I wanted and not just when the district told me to. I wanted them to have something concrete that they could use on a daily basis to refer back to for things that we had talked about. But what I wanted just wasn't out there. So in true Jennifer fashion, I just created it myself. It was five years ago when the idea of a paraprofessional handbook popped into my brain, and I'm pretty sure my husband thought I was a crazy person. I would jump out of my chair while watching TV or get up in the middle of the night to write something down. All of the pieces to the puzzle kept coming one by one until all of the parts were there. Jump ahead to present day and I now have an entire course on how to facilitate training with your paraprofessionals. In the podcast show notes on my website, spedprepacademy.com slash podcast, you can find the link to my course, The Ultimate Paraprofessional Training Guide. Within this training, you get access to the paraprofessional handbook. This handbook provides you with the structure, information, and forms you need to train the paras in a special education program. It is completely editable and jammed packed full of beneficial information your paras need to feel prepared to complete all aspects of their job. You can edit the parts that pertain to your specific school and classroom through PowerPoint and print the parts of the handbook you need in color or in black and white. Put into page protectors and put it all together into a binder. And then review this handbook with your pairs at the beginning of every school year. My biggest cheerleaders when it comes to the binder are my paras who have been with me the longest. They are the ones who had to be trained all willy-nilly in my early years as a special educator. They are the ones who felt lost in a sea of acronyms and special education jargon. They are the ones who didn't know and understand the expectations I had for them and my program. I would go over things with them as problems would arise because I was using a reactive style to being a boss instead of a proactive approach. Once I put this system into place three years ago, those paras who were originally trained were thrilled to say the least. They didn't have to try to guess about their role and place within my program. Instead, their role and expectations were clearly communicated. I had achieved my goal in creating something that would serve my paras, my department, and my students. Are there still issues that come up? Of course. But now instead of reacting and trying to resolve them on the fly, I can refer back to their training and get them back on track quickly. But I don't stop there with their training. Nothing grinds my gears more than having to go to a training that I already feel like I have mastered and I feel that paratraining is the same way. In my district, and I imagine it's probably the same for many of you, all paras, special education, building aids, speech, OT, and PT paras are all provided a few days of training each year on one topic. It doesn't matter whether that topic is a strength or a weakness to them. They all get the same thing. Training should be specific and focused. They all have their strengths and they all have their weaknesses, and they're not the same. So you need to find out what those are and train them on that. If you are evaluating your paras on a regular basis, which I highly recommend that you do, then you will have data to back up their need for training in specific areas. Have a set time each week or month where you teach a new topic and whoever doesn't need to be there can cover for the ones who do. And make it informal. You don't need some fancy presentation for them. Just talk to them about whatever it is they are struggling with. Another way to find things to train on is to ask them. What a novel idea that is. Ask them what they need help with. Give them a list of topics and have them rank where their comfort level is. Training paras might seem daunting and you might think to yourself, I don't have the time to fit this into my schedule. 
but I promise you, if you don't find the time, you will be forced to find the time to deal with the problems that will arise because you didn't. So that's it. My suggestions on how to train your paraprofessionals. It is a highly important part of your job as a special education teacher. If you liked what you heard today and realized that you have found your SPED soulmate, I would love it if you would go ahead and give the show a review. You can find the show notes on my website, www.spedprepacademy.com slash podcast. And as soon as this episode ends, head over there, check things out and get signed up for my free resource library. I want to thank you for sticking with me until the end. I can tell you are just as dedicated to the field of special education as I am. And I want you to grow into an amazing educator. So I'm here for it. I'm here for you. And I am so thrilled to be able to share all of my wisdom of being a veteran SPED teacher on the SPED Prep Academy podcast. Go out and make it a great day and I will catch you on the next show.